You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to The Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, bringing you a solo show. Today's episode is called The Three Ingredients to an Uncommon Life. And this is an idea inspired by something I heard recently shared by Jesse Itzler, who is a very successful entrepreneur, author, endurance athlete, event organizer, and a family man, really a jack of all trades, just someone I've been following for a while now. Give him a follow on the gram if you're just into daily inspirational messages. This guy is really doing it all. So he shared three things he does to dominate each year, and it really struck me as the perfect recipe for an uncommon life. And these three ingredients are, number one is the masogi. The second ingredient are six mini adventures every year. And the third ingredient is one winning habit every quarter, so four a year. So I wanna take you through each of these, break them down, and then look at how you and I can implement these three ingredients to create our own uncommon life. So the first ingredient, the masogi, Likely, if you follow certain podcasts or just personal development, you may have been hearing more frequently this idea of a Masogi challenge. It's something that's kind of picking up steam, but Masogi originates from a Japanese Shinto ritual of waterfall bathing as a means of, of purification. And the word Masogi means water cleansing. It involves standing under a waterfall as the frigid water crashes down on you. Sounds pretty refreshing. I think there's also, it's practiced by by monks, so they are maybe chanting some kind of religious spiritual mantras to bring that cleansing to full effect. And one of the most well-known locations where this ritual is still practiced is on Mount, see if I can say this name right, Shishimin in Kanto or Kanto which is a region west of Mount Fuji on Japan's largest island, Honshu. I think the Masogi, I wasn't able to find a ton of information on it, but still practiced by uh, some of the monks out there. And I think it's also kind of a pilgrimage spot for people to come from all over the world who want to experience their own Masogi. And like so many practices of other cultures in different parts of the world, the Masogi has been adopted and altered by Western culture. And like I said, you'll hear... A lot of people talking about their Masogi challenge, which is how Jesse Itzler kind of presented it. But essentially, it's to do one defining challenge every year. And as I've been learning more about it, some motifs kind of kept coming up, some some elements that I think characterize a true Masogi. And the first one is fear. I think you should be a little afraid to do whatever it is you're setting out to do. It should scare you a bit. The second is uncomfortability. So you should kind of hate this a little bit. It should push you out of your comfort zone, uh, not be a walk in the park. It should be challenging. So it should test your perceived limits, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. 
And then through this all, I think there should be growth and transformation. So once you push through your limits, you should kind of break through the ceilings of what you thought you were capable of and open yourself up to new possibilities. And another place where I encounter the Masogi is in a docuseries called Limitless, which I would strongly recommend you check out. It's six episodes. It stars Thor himself, Mr. Chris Hemsworth. It's on National Geographic. So if you have Disney Plus, you could watch it there. But Hemsworth, the premise of the show is each episode, he he's really exploring this idea of longevity. So each episode uh, tackles a different aspect of longevity, whether it's mental fortitude, uh, stamina, um, even just confronting death itself. And in one particular episode, Hemsworth teams up with Ross Edgley, who is a sports scientist, endurance athlete, and one of the fittest humans on the planet, just to give you a little bit of his background. He's the only person in the world to swim all the way around Great Britain. That is 11,072 miles, which he did in 157 days straight. And like he would get out at times, I believe, but he was swimming. That's a staggering 70.5 miles a day. I can't even fathom that. And for a little perspective, the average number of miles swam in a triathlon. Any, any guesses? shouldn't say miles, it is 0.9 mile. How about in an Ironman? How many miles do you swim in that? Typically 2.4. So he swam the equivalent of 4,613 Ironmans. Pretty awesome. So in episode two of this docuseries Limitless, that episode's called Shock, and it details the health benefits of exposure to extreme cold and heat, which is something I've been exploring more in my own life. In each episode, he not only explores different facets of longevity but the episode culminates in him tackling an a seemingly insurmountable challenge so in this episode his challenge is to swim 250 yards across the bone chilling arctic water wearing nothing but swim trunks not even a wetsuit and yeah i really enjoyed this documentary because for someone like chris hemsworth who on paper is like the perfect male specimen i mean he's a superhero for crying out loud but he's healthy, he's active, ripped beyond belief, and even he learns a lot about different ways to improve his own health, whether that's mentally, emotionally, physically, as a means of enhancing his own longevity. And his ultimate goal is like he just wants to live the longest, fullest life he can because he wants to be around for his kids and grandkids. And the show does a great job of also breaking down and illustrating a lot of the science behind these challenges. Some of the scientific benefits of hot and cold exposure for long-term and short-term, I'll share some of those right now. So, upgrades your body's defense or immune system. As we age, our immune system can get trigger-happy, producing a surge in immune cells, which can result in inflammaging, which can cause heart disease and diabetes. So, regular cold exposure, even 30 seconds each day at the end of your shower, which any of us can do, that can drastically limit inflammaging and the, these diseases in old age. And then regular exposure to intense heat or sauna will produce heat shock proteins that clean our cells and in turn help to fight the risk of heart disease, cancer, and even dementia, according to Dr. Peter Atia, who is regular on this, this Limitless show. He also has his own podcast called The Drive you could check out. But he says the two most notable benefits of sauna are, one, fighting heart disease, so there's a 50% reduction, through regular sauna exposure. And two is a reduction in Alzheimer's disease of 65%. 
So both of these exceed the effectiveness of any drugs or medicines in existence. Yeah, if you want to learn more about Masogi, definitely check out that docuseries Limitless, episode two in particular. And it really got me reflecting on my own life and what are what are the Masogis that I've previously experienced. Not that any of them are overly extreme, but going back even to childhood, I think about the first time I went to summer camp. It's the first time I was away from my parents. I remember just sleeping in a bunk bed in this cabin. You know, there were probably 20 other uh, adolescent boys in there. And I remember a couple of them like crying the first night or two. And some of them, their parents even had to come get them. And yeah, it's it can be a jarring kind of coming of age type experience. Uh, on a similar note, I'd say the first time I traveled out of the United States on my own to Australia, this was in high school. And I was just traveling with a group of students from all over the world. So that was also really cool. I'd say the first fraternity uh, weekend that I went to a couple of years ago, which in turn led to the creation of uh, The Uncommon and this podcast and this movement. We then went on an, our Elevate experience to Minnesota this past winter, where that was my first exposure, no pun intended, to hot and cold therapy. And we also went dog sledding and glass blowing and really just got to connect intentionally as men. And then I also attended the Dad Edge Summit, which is more like mental and emotional reset. So those are kind of the things that I've that I'm building on as I even think of what are the future Masogi experiences that I can embrace. And I think the next one that I'm really thinking about is called Ice Camp, and that is in Minnesota. And I'll I'll kind of unpack that in a little bit. Some other ones, a couple of events that Jesse Itzler actually. Uh, helps run or I think he even created there's the 29029 challenge where you essentially hike up and down a mountain as many times as it takes to climb the same equivalent of scaling Mount Everest so that's why it's called 29029 because Mount Everest is 29,029 feet and there's also an event that he does called Hell on the Hill which I believe is at one of his properties where you basically run up and down the same hill. This this guy has a thing for just going up and down hills. But you do that until you've ran the equivalent of a marathon. And while that can sound miserable on paper, a big aspect of these challenges is community. And you're just doing it with an awesome group of people. You're being encouraged. You're encouraging others. And you're all just bettering yourselves. I think of other endurance challenges. I'm not really a runner, so I don't aspire to do any of those insane like 100 plus mile ultra marathons, but something like riding my bike for a few hundred miles, had some friends ride their bikes across America. Would that be something that I could do in the future? And then another thing that I've thought of is just like a, a time of solitude. So not a full on darkness retreat. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers disciple, so go bears. But I do believe there's merit to times of solitude and I am interested in exploring this. So those are some of the Masogi ideas. The second ingredient to the uncommon life is the six mini adventures every year. So what are some things that you can do that you don't normally do? So as I was thinking about this, I just kind of went through our next year and thought about some things we've already had planned and then tried to fill in 
with some things that we don't have planned. So we're planning to do a family ski trip in December. Uh, technically, that's at the very end of 2023, but I'm also counting it for 2024. Um, so yeah, that'll be the first time we go skiing as a family, taking our, our two young boys. That'll be their first time. And then going with some other family members. So that should be a good time. Um, my wife's birthday is in January, so I think it'd be fun to go on a mini adventure with her. We're actually going to Hawaii in August, so that's just a couple weeks away. So that's definitely a mini adventure. Um, in the springtime, we're talking about leading a couple's retreat weekend to Kansas City. That's something that my wife and I have done on our own um, since we've been married for about five years. And that's just our our couple's goal setting weekend. So we work off a template that I've created that really asks questions in all the different areas of our lives. So our spirituality, our goals, our finances, our, our intimacy, our just relationship as friends, our parenting, every everything. It's all encompassing. And so we want to uh, recreate this and invite other couples to enter into this. We'd go down. We'd work through these things um, as individual couples, but then also have time as a group to to talk collectively, but also have some fun activities. Um, so I think that would be a super cool mini adventure. Um, like I mentioned, at some point, maybe spending an entire 24-hour period by myself in total solitude and in silence and in dark even, and just what could come from, from that. I think... Um, Another thing is just this idea of one-on-one uh, dates or getaways with our kids as they get older. And our, our older son, Eamon, he'll be turning four next summer. I feel like he's getting to the age where we could spend a whole day together. And as, as he's getting older and he's developing certain interests, I kind of have you know something to work off of, of. Like These are the activities that I know he would love to do and we can just go spend an entire day together. And then I think sprinkling in another family trip somewhere could be our our sixth uh, mini adventure. So if you listen to our episode on creating a family mission and vision board, I think these six mini adventures uh, fit perfectly into that as our boulders or rocks. And you can learn more about that by listening to that episode. The third ingredient is to create one winning habit every quarter. So that's going to be four a year. So as I was thinking of, this upcoming year, what are some disciplines that I could implement? I think, so I've been taking cold showers and have been experiencing the benefits of that cold exposure, but I've been thinking more about doing legitimate cold plunges. And I mean, there are a whole host of options. You can buy, you know, one person portable cold plunges out there. So I just need to do my due diligence and research and find a a good deal on that but I think doing cold plunges and I've already purchased a sauna tent so doing that two to three times a week would have some great mental and um, physical health benefits fasting has also been something we've talked about on this show and it's been a, a discipline in my life more so in like doing a longer once a year fast at the beginning of the year but I'm just kind of thinking like how can I implement a more regular fasting habit whether it's, you know, to go a full 24 hours once a month or two days every couple of months, just got to kind of nail down the the frequency there. 
I think another thing that's been on my mind is just the discipline of journaling. And I, that's something that I feel a lot of us we've dabbled with, like we've done it for a while. And if we don't have a good system, it's just so easy to kind of look up and months have gone by and we haven't done it. So I did have an app that I was using for a while. That app went away, unfortunately. So I've tried just doing it on a Google doc, but I, I'm just not good at remembering to do it. So whether I do it on an actual in an actual paper notebook or I like the idea of doing it digitally just because I know I'll always have it, won't lose it. But I think that's something that a discipline, if I can maintain from now throughout the rest of my life, that's just going to be so beneficial to have those memories written down. And then other ideas for winning habits, I think just having a, a better frequency of reading and a goal of reading, whether that's to read one book a month or however many books per year, I think at the very minimum, like reading 10 minutes a day, uh, we can all do that. And we need to do that. We need to, it's a good way to just make sure we're not on our phones or staring at the TV. Just get away from that screen, look at some pages. There you have it. Those are the three ingredients. Obviously, this isn't an, an exhaustive list. These aren't the only things you should do. But I think if, man, I just can't imagine the life that we could all live if we were each doing one Masogi a year, six mini adventures a year, and then coming up with four habits a year. Think about the transformation we would experience. Think about even a year from now, looking back on a year where you've executed on this and what memories have you made uh, personally, in your marriage, as a family, what relationships have you created? Like, who are the people that you've met? Um, and and how have you grown? I think most importantly, like, what are the, what is the adversity you've invited into your life and how have you overcome and how has that produced growth? And ultimately, ultimately, I think of this in, through the lens of how I want to grow in my faith in Christ and, um, I think being exposed to adversity, it tests our strength and our and our resolve, can help us face and overcome past trauma, if that's a part of our lives. Again, we've already covered a lot of the health benefits, but I think it will help us build a stronger mindset, fortitude, and tenacity, just not giving up on things. That's an area that I've really wanted to grow um, over the past couple of years. You can prove to yourself that you're, you're more capable of, of what you limit yourself to. And then most importantly, strength in refining our faith in Christ. I know that when I push myself out of my comfort zone and I willingly take on extreme challenges, I'm brought to the end of my own strength and wisdom to a place of complete reliance on God's grace, which is sufficient. So I want to close actually by touching on what I'm planning on doing for my Masogi in 2024, and that is the True North Ice Camp. This is led by the guys from Embrace North, which is, again, where we went for our Minnesota Elevate experience, and that's the first place that I experienced uh, cold and heat uh, exposure. And so this camp, it's not like your your summer camp, all right? We're not doing paper mache and archery and <laughs> whatever else kids do at camp these days. This is a three-day, two-night immersive retreat at a private cabin property in Minnesota, it's designed to rejuvenate and reconnect you with yourself through various wellness wellness practices, including the aforementioned sauna and cold exposure. And this happens at a frozen lake. So we're not just getting in cold tubs, which is great, 
but they bring out several mobile saunas, huge saws. They literally cut a giant square in the lake for a communal cold plunge. So it's a party. There is guided breathwork sessions. So yeah, if you're going to do hot and cold therapy, you've got to have your breath under control. It's the only way you're going to make it through. There are nature hikes, which I'm from Iowa. Like how many of us, we are not trying to go outside in the winter. We're trying to get from our house to our car to wherever we're going as quickly as possible without falling and breaking our backs on the ice. But this camp is like, no, we're here. We're out in nature. We're going to embrace the outdoors, even though it's cold and we're going to make memories. There's yoga and Tai Chi. I don't know if that's done outside. I wouldn't be surprised if it is mobility and balance training journaling sessions. So you're also, you know, flexing your brain muscles. There's farm to table meals, which I'm excited about because you got to be fueling your body with, with the, the healthy food that it needs to sustain this type of activity. And then I think most exciting is just the awesome community. And I'm all about stepping out, expanding my social circle with people who are passionate about the same things that I'm passionate about. They're going to push me, help me grow, and I can return that to them. And it's not like we're going to leave that and be lifelong friends with everybody, but does one or two lifelong friendships come from that? I mean, that's reason enough for me to to step out. So I think this is a good Masogi for me for several reasons. There's definitely an element. I touched on those those uh, characteristics of the Masogi. So there's definitely an element of, of fear and just being uncomfortable. I think about it and I get excited, but I'm also anxious. It's unlike anything I've ever done. Even though I'm in the habit of taking cold showers, there's nothing that can like fully prepare me to be like completely immersed in a frigid lake. So that's going to be uh, breathtaking the first time I do it. There's definitely an element of challenge and, and transformation. Unlike most events or conferences that you can attend, the very nature of this event is to challenge yourself to be pushed beyond your perceived limitations. So there's a focus on what's called essential stressors or hormesis, which involves intermittent bursts of certain stressors like hot and cold can trigger cellular processes that enhance our overall health, can slow aging and improve longevity. So these three days will definitely test and improve my mental and physical resilience. I believe this level of challenge will heighten my belief in what I'm capable of and produce growth that translates into all areas of my life. I'm really excited that it's not just going to be in a conference room, you know, just sitting in chairs and hearing speaker after speaker, you know, talk about inspiring things, but I'm going to be out doing it. So I'm going to be learning and doing and growing. And then, like I I mentioned, being a part of community, there's nothing like getting to know people while doing new and especially difficult things. It levels the playing field. It really bonds you because you're uncomfortable together. You have to get through it together. Doing hard things with others also manages to strip away our facades and our pretense. So often when we meet people for the first time, we're overly concerned with making a good impression. You hear like you only get one shot to make a good impression. And I'm like, well, how about we just be authentic? So, you know, we wear our coolest clothes. We do our hair good. We try our damnedest not to say anything dumb. But I think when you're sitting in frigid water or baking in a 200-degree sauna, the last thing you're thinking about is how you look or come across. Like your true self and character is laid bare before the people when you're enduring, you know, challenges and suffering. And this is an uncommon way to make authentic friends. And I'd say one example of this is a favorite show of mine. If you've never seen hot ones on YouTube, check it out. But basically celebrity guests are asked a series of questions while eating 10 increasingly hotter chicken wings. 
And as the heat intensifies, their guard melts away. So they're sweating, they're crying, they're cursing. And these visceral reactions bring out their most authentic selves and answers. They're not, they're not giving canned responses. They're not concerned with how they come across. They're being 100% themselves and sharing it honestly. And it just makes for a great human interaction. So as I sign off, what are the takeaways? I want to challenge you, create your own Masogi. What is one year-defining challenge that you will take on? Whether it's a physical challenge, whether it's something intellectual or mental, whether it's a spiritual challenge. I mean, it could encompass all of these things, which I definitely think mine will. But what is something maybe that you've been thinking of or you've seen that someone else has done and you're like, oh, I could never do that. Like, shut that voice up, sign up, put the deposit down, Block out your schedule. Just take that first step to to go do this thing. You won't regret it. And come up with your own six mini adventures. If you're married, definitely involve your spouse in coming up with these because you're going to need to make sure your schedules are, are tracking together. And if your kids are older, I would strongly encourage you to involve them in this too. Like this can be a great bonding experience as a family. And then identify your four quarterly disciplines for the next year. So take inventory of your life. How's your physical health? How are your finances? What's your mental resolve look like? Spiritual disciplines. How is your relationship with God? What are your relationships like with other people? Just do an honest assessment and then identify the the areas of opportunity for growth and the disciplines that it will take to get these areas to the next level. So yeah, do this. Share it with us. We want to hear your stories. Uh, You will not regret doing this. I'm already excited and nervous to do some of these things, but That's how we grow, right? And that's how we create Uncommon Lives. So yeah, I've been your host, Ryan. I want to thank you for listening. Go do your Masogi. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.